Yeah. 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 Have a look at my gorge hands! <laughs> look at my gorge hands! <laughs> Shit, I've <laughs> lost it! No, 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 stop there! No! No, that's it! Done, done, Damn done. it! <laughs> TV, it's where I'm at, you know that. Yeah. yeah I'm happy, look, you know what? I'm happy to do that. But <laughs> Which my... one? <laughs> Sorry. What a stupid thing that was. Yeah. You yeah. will get your piece of chicken in a second! <laughs> Here we go with another special edition of Off Topic with the Movie Guys. I'm Sean Macy, and here with me today is Jason McDonald. Hey, how are we all doing? And why is this so special? <laughs> it is special because today we're going to look at uh, what's coming up in 2018. I'm very excited about this, actually, because I thought 2017 was kind of pretty ordinary, to be honest. Well, I'll, I'll rephrase that. Some great films, yeah. but the 10 poles were a real letdown. Saved probably a little bit by Jumanji at the end of the year. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I saw that last week. Um, yeah. But you'll have to check out my mini review, which will come out in a couple of weeks, <laughs> no doubt. Cool. Um, now, before we get into it, can I just uh, address the elephant in the room? Uh, sure. Good. It's your headphones. <laughs> <laughs> I sat there. We, we, we prepared for this show. I've had to sit here for an hour, <laughs> not saying anything <laughs> about them. But I have to now. They're my daughter's headphones. <laughs> Are they? <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> I would never have known. No, if I just describe them quickly, uh, would you agree that they are somewhat of an aqua colour? But if I could suggest that they're also on the girlier side of an aqua colour? Uh, yeah, you'd be pretty much right. Yeah. yeah. Now, um, if you could just turn your head to the left or right there. Now, the design on it is very much uh, pink, aqua, and sort of a... A teal, ah, I don't know, there's, there's so many colours going on there, it's hard mm. to say, but yeah, I just don't get what's happening. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we could have talked about this off air, but that's okay. <laughs> I had to, yeah. Um, but 2018 coming up, uh, I, I've had a quick look through um, the list of what's happening this year. What's your, what's your initial feeling? Initial feeling was, oh, this is going to be hard. For the first six months, I wasn't very excited about okay. many things. And then it hit about June and it just powers home. Yeah. Yeah. That's the initial thought. Yeah. What about you? Well, it's funny because obviously we went through this at uh, the movie convention in October last year. Yeah. And I was very excited by what I saw. But a lot of people around me in the cinema industry were basically saying that um, they think it's going to be a, a poor year, like 2017. Right. Like, yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, you look at like Avengers. I know what you mean, man. You've got uh, Jurassic, Wo Jurassic, Jurassic World, uh, Rampage. Yeah. yeah, you've got some big you, summer You've probably got about five $1 billion films in there. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. So. You've got Mission 6, which is in there. Yeah. Do you want to get cracking? Sure. We can do that. I want to get cracking. Good. <laughs> How are we going to do this, though? Well, I was thinking we go uh, chronologically. So we'll just go from Feb through yeah. to December each month. Just pick out the highlights, you know, maybe the top two or three of each month and uh, and just have a little cool. chat about it. Yeah, see yeah, what yeah. you feel, see what I feel. No, definitely. And move on. 
Excellent. Uh, well, there are, so as I said, so it's a bit slow to start, I feel. Hmm. But with that being said, every year it gets to the Academy Awards. And I'm always left wondering how I missed some of these films. Yeah. So let's hope that some of these coming out, you know, might actually do well. First one won't though. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got? Black Panther. So Black Panther is um, directed by Ryan Coogler, who is actually um, directed Creed and yes, Fruitvale Station. Creed. Mm. So basically, this is, is he his first. In Creed two, just by the way. Uh, I'm not sure if he's directing. I, I'm going to yeah, assume he well, is yeah. actually. Yeah. Um, so he kind of uh, started from independent filmmaking and then landed Creed through passion. He pestered Sylvester until he um, was able to make that film and turned out to be fantastic. Yeah. And we're all the lucky people who received that film. Oh, exactly. Mm. And then uh, moves on to Black Panther, which I'm sure is a you know $200 million film from uh, Marvel. I'm just not excited by this film. Right, okay. I don't, I don't get it, I guess, I because I don't know the comic book. I don't know the background of this Origins, character. Origins, yeah. Um, so when I watched the trailer... I, I don't know, you know, I'm used to sort of <laughs> real world, real world uh, x men That's how I feel about X-Men. It's kind of like set in a real world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what we yeah. have to say. Um, whereas Thor is more sort of, you know, going into outer space. And, yeah. You know, that sort of stuff. Galactic. Yeah, galactic. Thank yeah. you. Um, and I don't know where this one sits in that realm. Well, yeah, I'm not sure. It looks kind of a little bit futuristic, but it's obviously grounded on Earth. But... Um, I do know, I do know that Black Panther was one of my favourite uh, characters in Civil War. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah, really yeah. stood out for me and I wanted to see more. So uh, I've I tried to... Where, yeah, my confusion is, because he was great in Civil War. Hmm. But uh, the character has... I don't understand it. I don't... Well, I guess this me. is more of an origin story. I'm not sure. But I've yeah. tried to avoid trailers a little bit. Um, yeah. So I have seen trailer one and two. Okay. Um, yeah, but anyway, we'll, we'll see. But I think this will be interesting for Marvel to see how it goes. Um, I can tell you that the pre-sales on Black Panther in North America yeah. has broken all records. Yeah, great. And look, with that said, I didn't um, really know what I was getting into with Doctor Strange, mm. um, but I loved it. And you could say the same for Ant-Man and Guardians of the Galaxy. I sort of knew what I was getting with Ant-Man. Okay. Uh, and Guardians, like uh, from the trailers, I okay. understood what I was coming into and that, that it sort of um, met my match. Okay. But yeah, the Doctor Strange didn't really get enjoyed. This one... Well, we'll I mean, the good thing is, is you know... It's Bozeman's a couple, great. It's a couple of weeks away, you yeah. know, so it's a nice little kind of start to the year, a big film already, you know. Yeah. Really. Whether you love it or, or not, I'm not sure yet. But I mean, we're going, aren't we? I mean, that's oh, happening. Yeah, 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 100%. <laughs> of course we are. I'm just, uh, I'm just not as excited as I, I'd want to be. Well, I'm hoping to be sitting here in about three weeks' time reviewing this film saying, yeah. It was it, great. It's yeah, great. that's what we want, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good entertaining time at the movies. So, yeah, that's Black Panther straight up in Feb. Uh, move on. Yeah, 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 of course, yeah. Moving on to, uh, I thought we we highlight the 1517 to Paris. Now, yes. Yeah. Um, do you know much about this film? Uh, Clint Eastwood directed. Enough said. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, biopic. Yep. And True story. True. Yeah, true story, um, which is the biopic, yeah. Um, and well, biopic's about, a, yeah, I guess about a person. Are we, are we splitting hairs <laughs> about true stories? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and, and Eastwood cast 
the people that were actually involved in this. Right, I did not know that. So, you are you even talking about the main cast, like the main couple, like the one three, or two? The three, the three guys that are uh, there to save the train. Yeah, wow, that's unreal. That's the original guys. Yeah, wow, yeah, yeah. that's a bit close to home. Yeah, actually, um, could, Mel Gibson did that in in Hacksaw Ridge. He had one of the guys had who, one, uh, yeah. who had one, um, had actually had his leg blown off, but the, had to reenact that scene where his leg blows off. Yeah. And they didn't need CGI in a. It's very close to home. But the only difference I would say with all of that is that, you know, in Hacksaw Ridge, supported by a massive cast. Yes. Right? And he's a bit part. Whereas this film, the people who are holding this film up are the three uh, main actors who were involved in all of this. That's unreal. It's piqued my interest just that alone. And Mm. so this is essentially uh, terrorists on a train and the general Joe public have to... uh, Work, work their way through that, huh? Yeah. Mm. I mean, to give them a, a, a shout-out, so, you know, Spencer Stone, Anthony Sadler, and um, Alec Scalados, they're the three that guys. The guys, right? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. So I, I, I want to watch it from that point of view. Uh, one, to see uh, oh, interesting for them reenacting something that they lived through, which I have, I have no doubt was horrific for everyone on that train. Mm. Um, two, just to see how, because it is an experiment really, how, how it plays out because you've got one of the best uh, directors of all time in Clint Eastwood yep. helming this. You know, he's been there and done it. And uh, If you have a look at the trailer, you can actually see that, that these people are uh, – sorry, these actors are real. <laughs> you know what I mean? The way they come across, across on screen is very uh, believable is probably the right word, yeah. And, yeah. and I didn't know that they were actually the, the people, so. I mean, how are you as a director at 95 years old? Uh, and And uh, – I don't think he's, he's not ninety five though. Is he? <laughs> Exaggeration. It's <laughs> a joke. Yeah, yeah. but he's he's eighties. Um, but but yeah. taking chances like this. I mean, you can. What oh. do you care, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's a great thing about. It. I just imagine him directing the video. You know, uh, now is the time that you shoot them. <laughs> Get off my train. That's that's the well, direction. That's, that's it. Said. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we move on to. Uh, so we're a little bit excited about that. Yes. Uh, Excitometer yeah. is probably about it, a it's six raised and a half a little, for me. Yeah, the trailer didn't quite get me, but yeah. knowing all of those um, facts, I'm, I'm into it now. Okay, yeah. cool. Next one we'll have a look at is uh, Annihilation, which uh, has definitely got my interest. So this stars Natalie Portman and is directed by Alex Garland, who actually directed one of my favourite little engines that could a couple of years ago in Ex Machina. Haven't seen and it. Also launched uh, Alicia Vikander's career. Haven't seen it. Do yourself a favour yeah. and go watch that now. I'll will, actually yeah. let you go out of the room and watch it and come back and we'll I'll continue the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. I, I do need to um, to do that. You must watch that. Uh, the trailer looks great. It does, yeah. Very intriguing. Again, uh, very uh, high-level mind-bending. Um, yeah, um, I think. And also he's got a little bit of money, it seems. that Some of the special effects are quite nice. Um, whereas Ex Machina is, is certainly a insulated kind of small-budget film. That he made look amazing, and actually yeah. won best special effects. I did, didn't Oscar. it? Yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for um, the robot. I'll have to go. I'll watch it. I promise. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm very interested in this one. Um, what What are your thoughts? Are you, uh, look, Natalie Portman generally is someone who um, piques my interests. So yeah, I mean, uh, I don't have much more than that because I haven't seen the original, uh, the original, the uh, X Machina. Uh, I, so much so that I kept calling it X Machina. I'm sure loads of people did. Yeah, they did. <laughs> I'm in. Okay. Um, it's funny, uh, Jennifer Jason Lee is also in this film, and what a resurgence she has had since Hateful Eight's 
like Quentin Tarantino say for that. Yeah, yeah. You know, just he's so she good was at just in that. Yeah, finding people who are still great actors that just had quiet spots and bringing them out and, and resurrecting, you know. And she has been really busy. She's got her own uh, TV show, uh, Atypical, I think it was. And, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. And a couple of movies and happy days. And, and you mentioned in uh, our last episode that he's bringing, hopefully, Al Pacino back. Oh. Now, if he does that, that's that's what we want. We want Al Pacino to have a, a resurgence in his career. Yeah, late in his career. That'd be yeah. unreal. So, Annihilation, my excitometer is probably around a seven, seven and a half on this one. Okay, the next one we're going to look at is uh, an interesting one, is Death Wish. So, this is a remake of the Charles Bronson Death Wish. And the interesting thing here is we have stars Bruce Willis, and as a pivotal character, and directed by Eli Roth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I from Hostel, and I cannot Hostel wait too. because this film is a gory, bloody, violent film. The original revenge film. Yeah. Yep. So what better than to get a director who deals with blood, gore, and violence better than most? Yeah. Providing he's allowed to make his film. Yeah, I'd like to see an R-rated film. Yeah, definitely. This yeah, this one needs to be a hard R. Yeah. yeah. But 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 the problem it's going to have is uh like you you yourself you're over um those films of just straight revenge. Commuter, we've had that discussion yep. where you're like, "No, nah, I don't even want to." Well, no, over straight action as a difference. Yeah. Yeah, right. So I saw uh, I saw uh yeah, the foreigner as we spoke about and I really enjoyed that and that I would say is not just a straight action area. Yes, it's, it's a cut above, yeah, yeah, it has a bit of intel there and yeah. yeah. Um, um and now I hope that this is um not ultra graphic. And it's not about having ultra graphic, but I want it to be um like when I was a child and I always thought, wow, I wish I could be in that situation <laughs> where <laughs> I have to rescue my family and I could just be the coolest guy out there and well, you liken it to like John Wick, who does that so well, right? What about Equalizer, as well? Is that is that the same thing as John Wick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you yeah. put it there? Yeah. yeah. But what I'm saying with John Wick though is that when things when things happen, they're ultra violent, and it's not all about the ultra violence. It's just when they happen, they happen well. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. So look, I'm I'm kind of looking forward to this. Having said that, I've been off Bruce Willis a little bit uh, for the last couple of years because not many people would know too much, but. Most of his films today are director video. Yeah, yeah. And but you think that the pairing one with Death Wish, yeah, uh, yes, the, the, you know, the stand, yeah, you know, film. Uh, Eli Roth as director, and then Willis. Hopefully, those three things it has an intriguing ingredient. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing too, just a quick shout out to Vincent D'Onofrio, who's in this film as well, who I love lately. I just think he's great. Oh, he's great. Yeah. And and also Elizabeth Shue. She's in this. Oh, so she's back. Yeah, she, she was definitely a crush uh, in the late nineties. Oh yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. Cocktail, Karate Kid, say yeah. no more. <laughs> so, what do we go on to next? Red Sparrow. Oh, now this one I'm really excited for. Actually, no thanks. Oh, you're out. Yep, you're out. Yeah. I mean, of course I'll watch it if it comes across my desk. Tell me the reasons why you're out on this one first. I, I've seen Atomic Blonde. Okay. And I've seen every other, as much as I've seen But that's just other... like saying that um, I don't need to see Titanic because I know the ending. No, it's not yeah. about knowing the ending. I don't care about the ending. No, no, but it's just like, it's like saying, like, I, want, I don't want to watch The Foreigner because there's another actioner. <laughs> you don't know. They might bring something fresh and new to the table. You don't know that yet. They might, and I'll wait to see. <laughs> 
Well, but okay. As, so- as, as why we're here, which is what's coming out, as far as I can see watching the trailer, as far as I can see reading up about it, it's um, a company getting on too late onto the bandwagon. As you know, if a Western comes out and it does well, every other company is scrambling to make uh, or release their Westerns. Sure. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. The only thing for me that differs in this film is it's directed by Francis Lawrence, right? Mm -hmm. And I like following directors. And he did a movie that I really love. And people are mixed on this film, but I love it. And that is I Am Legend. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And I read the book. Yeah, I I just love that film. And uh, even though CGI was a little bit, how are you doing? But you you move past that. And, you know, let's say he did the Hunger Games as well. And for the most part, Hunger Games is pretty solid, except they split the last two in. In two sure. halves or whatever, which yeah, is yeah. silly, but that's not really his fault. Um, yeah, so I'm kind of intrigued by this, and and obviously Jennifer Lawrence, who looks amazing in the film, and she's a she was she's an amazing actress, you know, uh, mother last year, which I know what your opinion is, but regardless, her acting in that film was oh, yeah. superb. I, I can know. agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and also one a guy Aussie guy that I love is Joel Edgerton, probably one of my favourite exports for an Australian. Yeah, uh, I just love this guy. Yeah, I love Joel Edgerton. Yeah, yeah, I worked with him. Yeah right. Did you? Yeah, when yeah. I was a when I was an actor, when I was an extra as an actor, and I was on uh, something called Love My Way. Oh yeah, Love My and Way. And they brought oh, me in gosh. as a I brought me as a featured um, extra. Extra, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So a directed extra, and uh, yeah, he was in one of the scenes, but I didn't direct deal directly. Sorry, I didn't deal directly with him. Right. He was on the other side of the room, uh, but I um yeah. I was in the I, same scene as him. I forgot about that little. <laughs> thing I wonder if he yours. remembers yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> I love my way. Was pretty big in Australia. It was, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, about six seasons, I think. Yeah. I love spy fiction, so I really hope that this works. But I think so there's, far, I think there's something more to this film than than just good. a generic uh, spy thriller. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I, again, I want to be sitting here in a month's time saying, yeah. "Loved it." My my excitement level is probably around an eight for this one, so quite high on the list. But I, I really enjoy this genre too. So. Yeah. Okay. So Next. that was uh, that was actually March. That was just the start of March. And um, where do we go from here, Sean? Are we going to Wrinkle in Time? Yeah, just let's quickly. have a look at that. Yeah. So we're we're still in March, and we're looking at uh, uh, Disney's A Wrinkle in Time live action. Yeah, Disney. Man, they're a powerhouse, aren't they, at the oh. moment? I think half of these uh, films we're calling out are probably going to be Disney-based. Um, but the picture that I've got here is of Oprah. Um, and I didn't know if you knew this, but uh, A Wrinkle in Time is actually about uh, Oprah's um, uh, Golden Globe speech. <laughs> the uh, nine-minute speech that changed the world. <laughs> that changed the I world. Saw, I saw that as a headline the other day. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. Like, I love the speech. I was almost in tears, right? <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, come on. I changed the world, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, and she didn't even give away any cars. So. Not one. Yeah. No. Um, look, as much as that is, I'm not, I don't really care for this. It's not for me. It's well, be... let's have a quick look at the cast, though. It's Reese Witherspoon, Chris Pine, Oprah Winfrey, and Zach Galifianakis. And, yeah, Massive cast. Yeah, big cast. Look, I, I don't know. I, I, this, what I like about... This film and even Red Sparrow, even though it's a genre film like you talked about, is that they're original films, they're original pieces, and I'll take that over. Um, I'll take that over a, uh, a sequel of something most days. You know. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think I'll wait for DVD. 
Yeah, having said that, my, my <laughs> excitement meter is about five on this one. Yeah. When you've got to pick and choose how many films you can go and see at the cinema, yeah. this one hasn't piqued that interest. Uh, but if, if it came back that everyone said, oh, wow, it's quite good. Well, their la- one of the last live-action films was uh, Tomorrowland original. Live yeah. Action. Tomorrowland, which I actually didn't mind, but it wasn't the best. No. So then we move on to uh, one of my favourite PlayStation games. Of uh, all time. Yeah, of all time, which is Tomb Raider. Uh, again, oh, you know, it's funny. You know, it's funny. On, on our last episode, I was talking about the Xbox member, and, uh, yeah. and you said, what game did you play? And I couldn't remember the game I was playing. Oh, yeah. It was Tomb Raider. Is that on Xbox as well? Yeah, it was just like an anniversary edition. Um, oh, right. Yeah. So was it originally only on PlayStation? Or am I just... I'm not sure. Um, Maybe it was no Xbox at the time. Not sure. I don't know. Maybe. So, Tomb Raider. Um, first thing we know about this is our new Tomb Raider, Lara Croft, is uh, Alicia Vikander. Yeah. Second time she's been mentioned in this podcast, who I think is a wonderful actor, and she won the um, Best Actor for a Female Role in um, Danish Girl only two two years ago. So, she's excellent. And one thing, I, have you seen the trailer? Uh, yeah, I've seen just the first one. There's okay. No more than that. One thing they're obviously going for here is a real kind of, again, grounded... Um, non-sexualized kind of go at uh, Tomb Raider, you know, yeah. and Lara Croft, which I, I think is great because clearly in the game, Lara's sexualized in, in the two movies that um, uh, Angelina Jolie did. Yeah. You know, it was quite, you know, sexualized as well. Right? So they've c- completely gone away from that, I think, from what I can see. Yeah. And gone for that kind of gritty, you know, what the core of the game is actually really about, which is exploring, uh, and, you know, So can I tell you, and, I'm not interested in this. Either. Okay. Yeah, because it because of that, or no, because it's not over the top, or because you're done. Uh, no, just nothing has stood out to me. Is let's go and watch it. Like so, let's not that Jumanji is in the same realm as Tomb Raider, I guess, but like I'm sort of putting him in the same genre only because it's more adventure. Yeah, based. Um, I know one's more kids, and you know one's not. But Jumanji was in the trailer funny. It had a big cast. And it, it attracted me to go and see it. Yeah, I, ha- I had to go and see that film. So far, the only thing that I really appreciate about it, Tomb Raider is that I liked the, the game. I thought the first Tomb Raider with Angelina Jolie was, was good. Yep. Didn't really enjoy anything after that. So there's nothing else left. And so far from what I've seen, you know, they're using all the latest special effects. They're, you know, they've got a good star, strong, strong female, but... Uh, yeah, nothing Nothing stands out as, as a reason for me to go and see this at the cinema. Well, what, the reason for me to go see this, because I tend to agree with it's a well-worn path, right? Yeah. So, but Alicia Vikander is the reason why I'm going to see this film. And again, you need to see Ex Machina yeah. to really become a massive fan of hers because okay. uh, she, she's amazing in that. Um, yeah, so that's why I'm watching. But the other interesting tidbit here is it's directed by uh, Roar uh, Utah. I think that's how you say it. I'm not sure. A Norwegian director who his last film directed a movie that not many people would know too much about. It's called The Wave. The Wave. Yeah, and right. it's a, Nor- a Norwegian film, and uh, it was it was um, a broke broke out. It was a big action kind of thing, but it looked amazing for a cheap you know for a yeah. smaller budget. Um, so that's that's where he gets uh, his notoriety, notoriety, and he's come on to direct Tomb Raider. So that'll be interesting, I think. Okay. Uh, again, I'm not against. I'm not against it. I just nothing uh, attracts me to yeah to go and see it. So we'll, fingers crossed. <laughs> Unless <laughs> you get see. me on red carpet. 
if there's a red carpet uh, and uh, the cast is there, then okay. You're in. All right. <laughs> well, I'm about a seven. My peaking interest is about a seven at the moment. Yeah. Mm. All right. So then also in March, so a little bit coming up in March, is uh, this one here, which is interesting, uh, Pacific Rim Uprising. Yeah. Uh, kind of really it's in a Transformers world. Yeah, it is. You know? So uh, Guillermo del Toro is not directing this one. He directed the first one, yeah, and then has left the project to do Academy Award winning Shapes, Shape of Waters, <laughs> or maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> is that a prediction? Yeah, that is a prediction. Yeah. Um, so he's yeah, but obviously he's probably a producer on the film just to get some coin. Yeah, yeah. and this was shot here in Sydney. Yep, yep. and Brisbane, and Brisbane. Yeah, and uh, I was actually w- uh, working. In the, in the soundstage right next door to where they were filming. Right, okay. So constantly, and I, I was seeing a lot of um, actors and extras all dressed up in, in their um, um, wardrobe. Always wanted to get my phone out cheekily and take a photo, but that's kind of when you're in Fox Studios, it's a big no-no. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you've got to play by the rules, really. Otherwise, you're black listed from anything that happens in Fox Studios. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so I just had to look, take a mental picture. and. <laughs> so it's uh, the, the cast is Scott Eastwood and uh, an interesting one here is uh, John Baega. He's back. Yeah, who plays... Uh, uh, who's he playing Star Wars? I can't remember his character. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I was going to say, he plays in this, a guy in a robot. <laughs> in a robot, yeah. The, the best way to um, sum up Pacific Rim for me, because they look quite amazing, you know, and there's special effects on screen, it's great. As uh, long as I keep it at uh, 90 minutes or 100 minutes, I'll be happy, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. The best thing, that, when I watched Pacific Rim, like it was flawed to, you know, to no end. Yeah. However... If I was a 10-year-old boy when and I saw this film, yeah. I would be wrapped. Like, that would it's be fun. my favourite film of the year, you know. Big monster movie. Yeah. So, all right, moving on, yeah. Um, look, I, I I, will probably not even see this in the movies, to be honest. But if I had a 10-year-old boy, I would definitely take them, yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, I will probably go and see this at uh-huh. the cinema because I think it's a film that you have – if you're going to enjoy it, you sort of need to enjoy it on the big screen. Yeah. With big sounds. Yeah, no, very, very true. Very true. Um, but I'm not going to go out of my way to get to it. Yeah. But if yeah, if it's if it's a film that week uh, that I'm going to see, I'll um I'll choose this one. Ready Player One. Yes. Also in March. Yeah, also in March. So I don't, another film I don't get. Yeah, well, there's an interesting one actually because if you we've talked about it a little bit on the on the podcast, but the first trailer was kind of a bit like, oh, okay. Then the second trailer they extended a little bit more, showing you showed you a little bit more outside of the Oasis, and you're like, oh, okay. But they just keep flogging this, and I think, I to be honest with you, I think uh, they're probably a little bit worried about this film from a box office point of view. That doesn't mean it's not a great film. I'm not saying no. that at all. Purely business, I'm talking. Um, just seems like they're just a bit concerned about the film because they're really st- they're, they're doing the latest thing. Have you seen the latest thing? They're doing like a feature on Spielberg. And how great he is, and then rolling into the the trailer of the film. Have you seen oh, that? Oh no, I haven't seen that. Yeah, which because uh, okay, so I'm really glad you mentioned that because this is how it feels to me, and it ties in with them trying to connect with the younger audiences because that's why they've made this how great he is, right? Because a lot of younger audiences don't get the Spielberg thing. Yeah. So they were trying to bring those people in. Okay, that makes so, sense. Um, I feel that the the big business has has gone out. And have done some sort of um, 
testing and they've said, hey, we need to make a film that uh, includes all the games that have been around, uh, that have been popular with all the young ones. This is what we need to do on Big Scout. How do we engage? It's all these old people sitting around going, how do we engage younger audiences? So let's, let's go and get a testing company. So the testing company has gone out, sat people in a room and have asked them a thousand questions. They've come back and said, this is what we need to do. We need to get <laughs> all of the games that we've done before, put people in basically an Avatar situation because Avatar films have done well. We've just gone through Pacific Rim, which, you know, you stand in a room and your Avatar is a big robot or you've got the actual movie called Avatar, number one film uh, grossing in the world. Um, <laughs> so you've got all of these things coming in and then they've gone, oh, but we'll give it to a director who's uh, over 60 um, <laughs> Uh, because no doubt he will understand young people. So can I stop you there before you embarrass yourself anymore? <laughs> this this is based on a best selling book, right? Right. Who wrote he wrote the book around the eighties icons and and blah blah blah, right? And it's uh -huh. a, it's a best selling book. It's, a, it's huge, right? Sure. Yeah. So they've clearly given that book because it has all the eighties icons, which Spielberg Spielberg pretty much invented half of them yeah. to the very person who did that. Uh -huh. And he's now bringing all that to the screen. I see. I, I saw the trailer and I just thought it seems cheap. Mm. Yeah. Look, I, th I think this has got grey all over it. Now, having said that, yeah. um, <clears throat> I'm willing to trust the source material and I'm willing to trust Spielberg and yeah. give it a go. Yeah. Uh, and I do also do like it's got it's got Ben Mendelsohn in it, who I who I love, Ozzy, yeah. yeah. and the cast is pretty good. You know, Simon Pegg's in there and Mark Rylance and the main guy's Ty Sheridan. You know, so look. Anyway, so let's move on then. Well, so your excitometer on that is like uh, not good at all, right? It's a, it's a wait and see. Okay. Yeah. I mine's probably about a seven, but it should be a ten. You know what I mean? But it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, yeah, I love everything right. about this uh, the book, you know. So. Well, and you say it should be like anything Spielberg should at least be an over five, even if they said, "Oh, look, we're not going to tell you what you're seeing." Yeah. You just pay the money, walk in. If they said that, I'd be more excited about seeing this film <laughs> than knowing what I'm walking into with Ready Player One. Yeah. I really want to be wrong though. That's the that's the turning point. I want to walk in and say, yes, I'm gonna watch this again. Do you think that's gonna happen? No. <laughs> what do we got next? Well, we move on to April, uh, and we have an interesting movie called A Quiet Place. Have you heard of this? Uh, actually, no. Um, okay. Well, it has uh, Emily Blunt and John Krasinski, who were husband and wife okay. in real life. Yeah. It was, I think, their first film together, I think. They've done some comedy okay. um, skits and yeah. stuff like that. But yeah, I think it's their first film. It's actually directed by John Krasinski as well. And it kind of feels like, it's like a gothic horror drama. And it kind of feels a little bit like the others, Nicole Kidman's The Others, right? And essentially what it is, just the, the premise, is that they live in this house and they can't talk to each other. They can't speak. They can't make noises because otherwise it brings the, let's say, their demons, let's say their um, ghosts, whatever. I'm not sure what they are yet. Let's say they're ghosts, right, yeah. from the other side into their house. So they literally, I don't know why they live there. I don't know any of the yeah, background. Yeah. <laughs> but so they live day to day, every day, every month, quiet they do hand signals and, and all that and they just there's got to be a reason why they don't move sure 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 yeah, sure yeah. and i don't know what that is but but i'm intrigued yeah and it looks pretty bloody scary yeah uh this i, I watch a lot of these types of films uh mm. when they first come out on blu-ray because i like and i'm talking about horror 
thriller. Yes. Yeah. Um, unless it's something like It, which you know you had to go and see. Yeah, it's an event film. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm interested. In, that sounds like a great idea. Uh, it's piqued my interest, but yeah, I probably won't go to the cinema. Yep. And I, I probably won't either. You know. Mm. Uh, but I'm really, I'm really uh, keen for how that, how that uh, comes about, how how it delivers. But the next one, I'm going to be there the first week. Right, and why is that? And what is the next one? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're still in April. We've got the new mutants. It's part of the X Men world. Yeah. So this is kind of a new direction for um, X Men, right? Yeah, it's it's based around the younger, obviously, version. Um, so you know, new mutants could be anyone of age group, but they're looking at the younger age group of new mutants. And we saw a little bit of in the end of Logan. Yeah. 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 And they had, a, they had that film where it was sort of based around younger. Uh, what was that one? I've been so many X Men films. Oh, um, yeah, my favorite that I can't think of. <laughs> yeah, and it was good. It yeah, was good. First, first class. First class. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So Ma- directed by Matthew Vaughan. Yeah. Hmm. But this one has taken a bit of a horror twist. Yes. It looks great. It it does, and I'm a horror fan, but I'm yeah. just not quite sure whether I'm willing to see the X Men crew in a, like a horror film. But hey, I'm willing. Well, that's the thing. I'm I'm willing for this now. I, you know, you need, uh, in any marketing campaign, they've got to have something that, that piques your interest. And, and Of course. Having a twist like this. It's got a good uh, little cast. Do you know the cast? Uh, okay, well, I've seen a picture of it. So we've definitely got um, Game of Thrones in there. Macy Will- Williams. Yeah, yeah. We've got uh, Stranger Things. Yeah, Charlie Heaton. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I can't see anyone else. <laughs> uh, um, Anna Taylor-Joy, who is um, from The Witch and uh, Split. I know I'm from Split. Yeah, that's yeah, where I would yeah, know. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah, a good, good little up and coming cast there. Definitely, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm ready and willing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm very intrigued, and I think they need to refresh this, uh, that universe, right? Yeah. Um, we yeah, do yeah. have, we actually have two X Men films this year. Yes, uh, yeah, we'll come up to the yeah. other one, uh, which is yeah, hanging, um, hanging. <laughs> uh, so we'll, we've got things that tried something different. Uh, we had Thor Ragnarok. Yes. Tried a bit of a comedy in amongst this whole world of, um, you know, galactic, as you called it, uh, yep. <laughs> you know, space travel. Uh, and it worked. Worked really well. So let's hope that this film, doing a little sidestep of the normal genre, also works. Yeah. Look, I don't see... Um... Logan? Yeah, Logan, yeah, yeah. I don't see how this will be a a massive commercial success because of its genre. I know it did what it did, but that is an exception. Um, So that's the only thing that concerns me a little bit is from a money point of view. From a money point of view. Yeah, but I mean, that's that's not what we're watching it for. We don't care about how much money it makes. Well, unless I want to spin it off into (laughs) sequels and blah, blah, blah. So the next one we look at, we're still in April here, is uh, another interesting one uh, by Bad Robot Gang, and that is... uh, and un, well, it's a Cloverfield, so another entry into the Clo- Cloverfield universe. Yeah. And at the moment, it's called uh, God Particle. Now, like every other Cloverfield before, it's been very secretive from JJ Abrams, and this is no um, exception. Uh, and it uh, comes out in April. So you remember the first one was obviously Cloverfield. Yeah, I did. Handheld. Watch it. I did right? watch it. Yeah. Second one in 2016 was Ten Cloverfield Lane, which. We weren't sure whether that was connected or not at the time. Yeah. Which, which a, a great turn from John Goodman. Have you seen Ten Cloverfield? Uh, yes, actually. Yeah. That, that's the below ground. Yes. So I haven't seen the first. Right. But you recommended to watch 
10 Cleverfield Lane. So I did. Yeah. Oh, it was great. Decent. Yep. Very, very decent. So this one is uh, it's called God Particle, and that, that's pretty much all we know about it because it hasn't had a trailer. They do that all the time on the yeah, Cloverfields, just... like probably a month before they'll have a trailer, yeah. you know, which is an interesting way of doing it. Um, so that's <laughs> that's all we can talk about, really. Yeah. But I'm, I'm intrigued. I'll, yeah, I'm on, I'm on board now. After watching 10 Cloverfield Lane, I'm on board. Okay. But I, I, I will never go back and watch the original because I don't really like handheld. Yeah, I don't love handheld either. Found footage or yeah. whatever yeah. it is, I don't know. Um, there was that magic one as well where they all, well, it was basically like X-Men with a group of four kids. Remember that one? Oh, yeah. Um, Chronicle. I knew it was one word. Yeah. yeah Chronicle. Yeah. I, I didn't mind that film actually for a handheld, uh, for a found footage, but yeah. Now we're into um, well, we're still a in great April. page, <laughs> a great page. <laughs> yes, we've hit. This is where we've hit our stride. This is what's happening. Well, you, we're about to enter the US summer, April, May, June, or yeah. May, June, July, and obviously all the ten poles are starting to come out now. You know, oh, yeah. so we're starting to run into a. But we said that last year, and we had some great ten poles that just didn't deliver. You yeah. Know? So we'll see. But yeah, what do we got? We got the Rock. Again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's, the busiest man in Hollywood. Yeah, like Spielberg. It's The Rock. You don't need to know what else there is. It's, yeah. it's in a summer, you know, tent peg. Just go and see it. So this is Ram- Rampage. <laughs> Rampage. Oh, it has a name, yeah. yes. <laughs> Based on the game of the same name in the yeah. ni- early 90s, I think Do you it know, was. I used to stand there in the um, arcade, arcade playing Rampage. Right, cool. Yeah, so I was one of those kids. You know, how much of that relates to me wanting to see this film it's Probably not much. Not much yeah. No. Uh, you know, because really Rampage was just pick one of your four uh, monsters, run into a city and then start destroying it. Yeah, smashing it. Yeah. yeah. Which is pretty much what this movie is about too. Yeah. <laughs> but they've done it in a way that's kind of intriguing enough, you know. Um, but the CGI these days with the big monsters has been perfected mm. through things like Godzilla and Kong, King Correct. Kong, yeah. those type of things. Um, I say perfected. I mean, it's never... It's always going to get better, right? War of the Planet of the Apes, you know. But it's at a stage where you can do things that seem believable, not laughable. Anymore. Yes, yeah, I agree. But I think um, the all-city destroying will become a bit of like the all-world ending that Marvel is suffering from at the moment. Yeah. As you think of the all-city destroying, we've got obviously uh, uh, Pacific Rims, we have Godzillas, we have all the Transformers, now we have Rampage. Um, destroying cities, uh, even in Batman vs Superman or yeah. uh, Man of Steel, <laughs> will it become too much? Whereas all city destroying. Look, I, anyway, The Rock is great. His charisma is unreal, right? So I think uh, I'd happily see him pretty much in anything these days. Uh, yeah, and he's got a big audience coming off the back of Jumanji as well. So commercially, you, you've imagined this would do quite well. Then. I have the most anticipated film of the uh, year. Uh, uh, what, Avengers? <laughs> In fact, it's it's probably been my most anticipated film of the last 10 years because it's taken that long to get around. To get another one off the ground. And I think this was actually fan force. Crowd, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, yeah. it, took them, it took them ages to try. I don't understand why anyone... And we're talking about Super Troopers 2 here, by yeah, the way. Yeah, Super Troopers 2, yeah. <laughs> if you haven't seen the first Super Troopers, uh, that film provides um, many a teenage boy and girl uh, with lines that you can just use in everyday life. Well, here's the thing for me. I, I 
maybe I was too old for this film, but I thought the opening 15 minutes of this film was excellent. Yeah. And then, you know, then it just becomes good. Whereas I know it was an absolute cult classic and that I wasn't Massive, yeah, yeah. fully on the same page. But I do I definitely appreciate it. Now, you've seen the trailer to number two? Yeah. Uh, they just released a, a new one. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. It was, looks yeah, crazy. It looks crazy. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what it is. And that's where the last one ended up was in this crazy um, scenario with, yeah. uh, you know, over-the-top acting. You know, it, it's a comedy. It's over-the-top comedy um, through a... Um, group called Broken Lizard, yep. uh, who have been together for obviously many years. They did things like Reno Nine One One. Yeah, was a television show. Club um, Dread. Club, Club, Club Dread, Dread yeah. was, uh, was horror comedy. Just after Super, Super Troopers? Troopers, I think it was their second film. Yeah, because yeah, then after that one, they did. Beer Fest, I think it was. Oh, yeah. yeah. Was that theirs? Yeah. I love Beer Fest. It's great, right? Yeah. Uh, so I think Club Dread was I, – I didn't re- – no one really enjoyed it because you'll never find it ever again. Um, I didn't mind it because it's horror comedy, but yeah. yeah right. Uh, and But Ben, Beer Fest did really well in terms of, again, cult classic. I yes. It was good. Yeah, Not as good yeah, as yeah. Super Troopers. Like no. Super Troopers is the one you remember. I don't understand how it – Became so hard. I need to read more about this. Yeah. Why was it so hard for? It's a, a long time like between drinks between yeah. uh, the last film and, and this one. Yeah. It's it's hard when people like um, Adam Sandler in the nicest way because I'm a big Adam Sandler fan, but he seems to find it so easy um, at getting money for films, uh, whereas his films are all always very similar. Fine, that's what he makes. Yeah. How how does someone who makes Super Troopers? Um, find it so difficult to get money to make another film i'm not sure i think it you know again it's about eyeballs right like adam sandler has a guaranteed eyeballs and that's why he's got the six film deal with netflix but um but these guys have just got a a smaller cult following i guess and that's why it ended up being um um crowdfunded to a point yeah you would think that some company would come along and go all right well let's make it to budget so we think that it's going to get this much because you're a cult classic you know so we're going to give still you a risk though right if you're a if you were doing that yeah, well, what you... film's not a risk yeah true <laughs> uh and uh you know these guys have got a, a, some sort of proven following i mean so much so that they've been able to fund a film yes <laughs> well i think they're all the whole gang's back and uh yeah. hopefully uh it delivers it looks like it does i really hope it delivers yeah just to show you know hollywood that they should have funded it themselves. <laughs> Can we move on to May? <laughs> oh, we're going to talk about Super Troopers 2 when it comes out at length. Yeah, don't yeah. worry about that. Uh, no, but then, of course, we're heading into uh, another... Heavyweight um, territory. Heavyweight territory, which yeah. we know is going to make money. Yeah. Um, well, it's going to make money. Whether it's going to make as much money they've spent on it, we'll see. What movie were you talking about? Avengers Infinity War. Part 1. <laughs> is that right part one yeah yeah it's part oh one or God. two yeah yeah Jeez. so this will be the empire strikes back everyone dies and then part two will be the rebuild yeah okay that's my guess by the way people i don't know that <laughs> so this is directed by anthony and joe russo who uh, directed um winter soldier and civil war so they've become a okay. real marvel yeah. go-to directors and they've winter done soldiers so- great great mm. And no, Civil War was great considering how many superheroes it had in the film and Very what they had to do, yeah. and that leads up to Infinity War. But um, oh, Winter Soldier's excellent. Yeah. yeah. Okay, no, I'm excited for this. Yeah, so um, am I. I know, I'm so, and so many, like you got Guardians in this one, Thor comes back, yeah. and the, Thor and the Guardians together, and oh, it's just crazy, right? I wonder if they're going to keep comedic Thor or Thor as a bit part. 
Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah. You want to be a little bit careful with that, yeah. the dosage. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it has to fit into the, the whole overall tone of the film. Right? Of course. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm very much looking forward to this. But, you know, if, if anyone who is listening to this, if you've seen a trailer throughout the year, I've no doubt that you've already seen an Avengers Infinity War trailer or at least seen a picture of them running towards screen. And, yes. Yeah. I mean, that's any of their films. Running towards screen <laughs> as a group. As a group. Yeah. As a united group front. Shot. Yeah. <laughs> Next. What are we going to now? Oh, again, another one. Oh, this is, I told you, we're on the run. We're on the run home and this is huge. Yeah, it's a, look, I think this is a big year. Yeah. And cinema people around me disagree. I'm like, hang I don't understand. Anyway, the film we're about to talk about yeah. is um, Solo, A Star Wars Story, May 25th. A Star yeah. Wars Story? May. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is it really? It's not a drink or was a drink. It no, still I, is a drink. I, I just love it that they do have to say that because otherwise if you just said Solo... So many mm. people wouldn't understand what that is this. Well, I think the, this is the branding they've used for their spin-offs. So <laughs> I mean, Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Solo, a Star Wars story. Are they also making making a mini documentary about how important Han Solo is to a generation before the trailer? <laughs> uh, see well, what yeah. you know what? This could start a bit of a trend. <laughs> Let's wait and see. This is why you. This is why this film's important. Yeah. Yeah. Now uh, see the film trailer. Yeah. We should do that for our podcast. Why are we important? <laughs> well, we're <laughs> it's not. It's a very short... Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what do we know about this film? Well, this was... Um, you remember the... Uh... It's a Star Wars story. <laughs> so Ron Howard has come in to take over directing. Remember this? I just remember that it's a bit of a mess, right? Well, it's, yeah. I'm just trying to think. Uh, the guys who did Lego Movie, um, Christa, uh, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they were they were attached to Solo, and they'd actually filmed, from what I understand, like a, about two thirds or half of the film, like quite a lot. And then they've had creative differences with um, with Disney and Marvel. Yeah. And um, sorry, Marvel, Disney and Lucasfilm, and yeah, they've come in and got an old reliable in Ron Howard, you know, who directed things like um, uh, Ransom. <laughs> <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the film you go to. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh my god! I, I really, obviously, which also the... has a character named Sean in it. <laughs> Where is my son? <laughs> uh, I know, right? Uh, I can watch that again. Yeah, I mean, it was in Gary Sinise uh, before he took his about twenty-year break, and then before he ended up on and CSI. CSI, yeah. <laughs> New York. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah, but Dan obviously he did. Sinise. He did all no, the um. Da Vinci Code and yeah, big director. <laughs> I just loved your face. No one could see your face when you, you backed yourself just for a second to go, Ron Howard, the fair, you thought, shit, <laughs> it's not coming to me right now. Yeah, do you know why? Why? Because I'm sober. <laughs> <laughs> My brain's not working this early you can't in the morning. Go off topic when you're sober. No. Uh, no. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, uh, Ron Howard has come in to um, to fix the to finish the film. I yeah, guess. Good. Yeah, yeah, good, good, good. I'm just going to uh, back this up with. Uh, I've just IMDb'd. Oh, uh, he did Rush. I loved Rush with <laughs> Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Just making up my faux pas here. I haven't here. seen that. Um, oh, really? Oh, hang on. No, Rush. That's the the car. Yeah, Santa. Formula yeah, yeah. One sort yep. of thing. Yeah. Uh, Cinderella Man. We've talked about A Beautiful Mind. The Grinch. Oh, I love The Grinch. 
Uh, he also did Apollo 13 and Ransom. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, he's a good director. Great director. Of big films as well. Yeah. So, no, he's been there. He's done that. So, who's playing Han Solo? I don't know. It's a guy named uh, Alden Enreich. Where have I seen him before? When two, 2016, Coens did uh, Hail Caesar and he had a role in that. Did you, did you see Hail I've, Caesar? No, but I've got that to watch because right. um, George Clooney, right? Yes. Yeah. Hey, I want to see that. Okay. Yeah, who else does it have in it? But that's, a, that's kind of a trend with a lot of Star Wars films. They bring in lead actors who, you know, you, you may have seen them before, but generally they're not a leading actor. Like yeah, Harrison Ford well, wasn't really a leading actor yeah. when he started Han Solo. And if you've got to take on Harrison Ford as Solo, you need someone who is not known really, yeah. I think, to, to nail this role. Otherwise, there's too much uh, comparison to be made. But um, but it has got a great supporting cast. Woody Harrelson, who I'm loving lately. Yeah. Always yeah, have. Yeah. But just the last five, yeah, ten years, great. Me. And also um, Amila Clark as well from um, Game of Thrones. Yeah. She's, She's always great. one of my faves at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm surprised I just didn't put Chris Pratt in there. <laughs> you know. Well, there was talk about him being Han Solo. I know. I say that in such a negative way, but I'm saying it because he's so lovable right now. Yeah, he's too big for this role. Yeah, he's too I big. just don't think it's yeah. right. But you could see him as, uh, well, I say a younger Han Solo. We, we've seen a fairly young Han Solo when the films originally came out. So it, it's yeah. a younger Han younger Solo. again, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, um, I don't know if you've seen stills of uh, Alden, but he looks really quite like him. You can imagine he was a 20-something Han Solo. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, so, good. Yeah. Do you think that they'll be able to do this then with for, – for years, Indiana Jones, they've been threatening to do a uh, young Indiana Jones. And they've tried TV adaptations and um, cartoons, animation, things like that. Nothing's really worked. Yeah. Is that because of the character itself or is that just because they haven't – done it right they haven't reintroduced these things right. yeah well i mean uh river phoenix um famously played young um indie yeah yeah in, in, in indie, um, indie three yeah indie three yeah, yeah. um i'm not sure the last crusade right? uh, yeah last crusade yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure man I, I think um i do know that spielberg's next film is probably going to be indie five yeah uh harrison <laughs> ford i think confirmed that mm. on graham milton sure yeah right okay yeah. So look, Solo, a Star Wars film, obviously is going to be very, very interesting. Millennium Falcon, Han Solo, say no more. Okay. Look, Star Wars is, is, is doing well. Um, why not? Got to go see everything that they do at the moment. They yeah. haven't, to me, they haven't really put a foot wrong. No, and they've got to recoup their $4 billion that they invested, which they have yeah, already. Yeah, they've done that already. Yeah. <laughs> Quite easily. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, yeah we, they've done that with like a film, let alone all of the toy lines that go along with it. The I know, film. the merch. Wow. So we move into um, June now, approaching mid-year, and we start the round off with a sequel to one of my favorite films of that year. Oh, my God. They <laughs> did it again, so let me hear the beat drop. <laughs> Uh, and that is Deadpool oh, 2. Oh, yes. Yes. Man, no Ryan one was more born to play a role than... <laughs> Ryan Reynolds needs to get the Order of Australia or something like that. You know, Order of Every Country. Like You know, like someone gives you a key to um, their town? Yes. Yeah, and obviously in most nations, especially in England, you get like the QBE, you become a sir, that sort of thing. Yep. He needs to be Sir Ryan Reynolds, even though he hasn't got an English passport. Um, 
what he's done <laughs> for me <laughs> personally, <laughs> releasing Deadpool, let alone uh, many other geeks in this world. He's just one, he's, he added another level of acceptance to be a geek. Yeah. Well, he had to work hard for this too, right? Because he went through, like, Van Wilder kind of put him on the map. But then he went through his flops like Green Lantern and such. And, and it was a very similar character, kind of. But yeah. it was all to do with shaping up to this particular movie here, yeah. which was ended up being, like, almost a – wasn't an independent studio film, far from it. But it was a smaller budget superhero film. Yeah. That was all about uh, getting the uh, script and the comedy right, and the you know, and Ryan Reynolds' yeah. delivery, perfect. Do you know uh, one thing I'm going to really love about Ryan Reynolds going into his sort of later life is that a film like this puts him really on the map, right? Like everybody know, well, knows who he is now. Yes. But do they? They know Deadpool. They know Ryan Reynolds by name as Deadpool, but because he's wearing a mask. For mm. most of the film. Like, yeah, he has it off for a little bit. But all the funny parts, everything that he would do that would s- stay in your mind when you um, say a line to friends, things like that, whatever you picture is the de- actual Deadpool yeah, character. with the mask. Yeah. So the beauty of that is that when he eventually has to give up that um, that character or, and, and go on to other areas, mm. he's still got a fresh face. Sure. I mean, you know, I, he did obviously... Uh complemented that with Hitman's Bodyguard, which is a similar kind of character but without a mask. And, yeah, that was uh, not the most successful box office and probably didn't deliver like it probably should have. But, you know, I mean, I think think he's got an invested interest in Deadpool. That's his baby. Yeah. And he's going to protect that as much as he can, right? It's his comedy down to a T. So I think he's... It's basically Van Wilder in the comic book world. (laughs) Yeah, it's got his uh, fingerprints all over it. So, anyway, Deadpool 2... um, can't wait for that. Now, obviously, uh, yeah, we've got uh, Josh Brolin playing, playing Cable, so we're keen for that, yeah, right? Like another great actor mm. yeah, to bring in. You, you so have he's, to, he's you Thanos have to, as well in, in Avengers, so yeah. two bad guys. And you have to have a great nemesis to, to make you a very good hero. 100%. And we've discovered that through, uh, unfortunately, DC uh, and their release of all yeah. of their combo things. There's yeah. not really a great nemesis, except for the Nolan... Uh, era with uh, Bane, yeah, going backwards here, yeah. Joker, yeah, you know, and Scarecrow, two, yeah, and Scarecrow. So three really good um, protagonists. So the director of the sequel, so because uh, antagonist protagonist, <laughs> <laughs> Tim Miller's not coming back to direct the uh, Deadpool two. So this is um, directed by David Leach, uh, and who we spoke about a little bit on the podcast. He directed John Wick and Atomic Blonde. Yeah. So that's I'm kind of excited by that because Deadpool belongs in that kind of gritty ground, you know, grounded world, and you know yeah. I, I like that, and he's very good at directing that style. A comedy, however. That's interesting. But you would think Ryan Reynolds would have helped with that. Oh, you would think so, yeah. yeah. He seems to be that guy. I looked after Ryan Reynolds once. Oh, really? Yeah, when I was, when I was working at Roadshow, Village Roadshow. Oh, okay. Talk to me. And I can't tell you what he was out for. could have been Van Wilder. No, it wasn't Van Wilder. But anyway, I had that to... That would have been um, Green Lantern, maybe. Maybe, yeah. yeah. I had to escort him out to um, David Jones, which is a big shopping, sort of like Macy's in America. Nice. Um, yeah, and just hang with him. Uh, that was, you know, in my early stages of my career, of course. He was, he was lovely. Yeah. You know, I've met a lot of people that aren't lovely. And uh, he is someone who treats everybody um, as they should be. Yeah, yeah. Respect. Like a human being. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's not your fault, man. Yeah. Uh, then we move on to um, Ocean's 8, 
Yeah. Directed by Soderbergh? Is that right? No, I don't think it's directed by Soderbergh. Oh, right. Soderbergh? Um, Soderbergh. Soderbergh. Yeah, yeah Soderbergh. so this is a female-driven cast of uh, um, Ocean's World, Ocean's 11, 12, 13, but there's only eight females in this, <laughs> according to uh, the title. So this is directed by Gary Ross, so not Soderbergh. And Gary Ross has... You know, Gary Ross directed uh, Sea Biscuit. Glenn, Gary, Gary <laughs> Glenn Ross. Ross no. <laughs> he directed Sea Biscuit. You love that film, right? Love Sea Biscuit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You also directed recently uh, Free State of Jones. Yeah, um, McConaughey. One of the Hunger Games and Big. You know, so he's got a fair bit of uh, good films under his uh, belt. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, and it, yeah, uh, look, this is this is a contradictory film for me because I don't care about it at all. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I'll watch it as soon as it comes out. <laughs> right, okay, that makes sense, yeah. Like, I'll, de- I'll deny... That's the biggest contradiction known to man. It's weird, yeah. I'll yeah. deny this film all the way through going, oh, well, it's not going to be like the uh, oceans and whatever. But one of my favourite types of films is a uh, crime caper yeah. that is revealed as it goes along. And, yeah. you know, people squeeze themselves into small spaces. <laughs> and, and how, you know, it's just really enjoyable how things unfold. Well, to be honest with you, for me, Ocean's Eleven was a truly great film. Ocean's Twelve, not so much. Ocean's 13, yeah, it was okay. So, uh, but the thing about this film is the cast. So let's go through the eight because this is what this film's really about. Yeah. And so you've got Sandra Bullock, love her, Kate Blanchett, you know, I'm there day yeah. one regardless, Anne Hathaway, Dakota Fanning, yeah. Olivia Munn, and oh, Sarah Paulson, who I love, Sarah Paulson, she's out of a American Horror Story anthology, yeah. and Helena Bonacarta. Like that's a good cast, right? Yeah. And then you throw in Matt Damon for cameos here and there. Like, hello, yeah. you know, awesome. Um, yeah. And so I think I'm, I'm kind of excited. I'm, I'm intrigued. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably the best way to say it. But uh, yeah, I'm, I, I can't wait for this. So what's this? Uh, June. June. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, we got June. Uh, then. Is this our first proper animation um, that we're so, looking yeah. forward to for the year? With Incredibles 2. It's been a long time between drinks for this. It's been 14 years. 14 years. Yeah, wow. that's a long time. And, you know, because I do have younger kids, uh, you know, The Incredibles has made a little bit of a um, um, uh, an impact on their lives. So and, you've introduced them to Incredibles recently or? Oh, you know, probably the last three years we've watched it multiple okay. times. Yep. And, they, and they like it? They like so it hasn't aged or anything. No, but no. I, I mean for them, they really enjoy it. But I really enjoyed it. Yeah, still. yeah. Oh, it's great. Yeah, Samuel Jackson's comedy and that yeah. is still on on point. Um, but yeah, everything's great about it. So, looking forward to this as a as an adult. You know, fourteen years ago, you really. I still was. <laughs> you were still young an adult. To, <laughs> yeah, but you're still young enough to kind of get away with it. Because it was cool to be watching younger things. So the original was directed by <laughs> Brad Bird, who I was a big fan of, who did Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Yeah. And uh, this one, is this directed by... Yeah, it's directed by Brad Bird too, so that's good. We watched, um, we watched about 20 minutes of this at the movie convention, Incredibles 2. Uh, you mentioned it to me, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, oh, it's probably 15 minutes. So it was a it was full good. scene. Oh, great. Yeah. yeah, really, really good. Whether yeah. that was the best scene in the movie, I don't know, but yeah. I'm definitely in. Um, I don't know what the storyline is with this one again, but I don't think that matters. I think, you know, if you're if you're an Incredibles fan from back when it first came out, you'll go and see this one yeah. if you've got kids. Otherwise, you'll sneakily be downloading this. Uh, what, what it is is they're newborn. They're, they're newborn. They don't quite know what 
that his his powers are, but he has like a hybrid of powers, so everyone's powers. So he's actually even more powerful than all of them put um, you know put together. Okay, and they, and they have some fun with that, of course. Yeah. And then, uh, dun, 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 yeah. dun, 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 I love this sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad they reboot, like, did another one, like Jurassic World, because, and it was, you know, became the biggest film of all time at the time. Yeah. Um, so, well, b- besides, uh, um, James Cameron's stuff, of course. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, it just shows you that how much people want to see this stuff, you know, yeah. um, Jurassic Park, um, and this one's Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, which is the sequel to Jurassic World. It's with our boy Chris Pratt. Our boy. We were just talking about how, you know, he's mm. that, he's just that lovable comedian. You can't help well, it. The, the thing is, like Ryan Reynolds, his timing is on point, And that is so important with a comic act, actor. Yeah. And, and he, he's great. You know, his background is uh, um, Parks and Rec. He knows, he knows what's he's going on. He's the type of guy that when your uh, partner turns around and says, you know, um, I think I might have a chance to meet with Chris Pratt tonight. It's just a, it's a, it's a chance. Um, I might go for a few drinks with him and you're like, yeah, that makes sense. Go ahead. I'll see you later. Have a good time. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Make sure you pinch your hair from him. What? <laughs> <laughs> because I don't know. He just seems like the type of guy that you'd want <laughs> to be associated with <laughs> in that really weird way. <laughs> yeah, strange. So this is uh, directed uh, by J.A. Bay- Bayona. So he directed The Impossible, which was a fantastic film about the tsunami in Thailand uh, with Naomi Watts. Mm. Uh, a Monster Calls, which he did this year, which is a wonderful film, and The Orphanage. So he's got a bit of a pedigree, but he's still an up-and-coming filmmaker. So it'll be interesting to see what he does. And Colin uh, Trevorrow, who did the first one, he's all over this as well. So he's producing and... And helping, helping, uh, helping him. So well, because of uh, Jurassic World, I now have a reptile named Indominus Rex. Yes, Indy. So, I like that. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see what other pet we own after <laughs> this one comes. <laughs> oh out. yeah, right. And I'm interested to see Indy in like two years' time. I think you're overfeeding him. He's getting very big very quickly. Apparently they grow to full size in eight months. So oh right, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there won't be a life. rampage thing happening here where he's <laughs> bursting no. through the house. Or uh, or uh, was it called? Um, Become a demigorgon. From demigorgon, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> from yeah. yeah. strange thing. Yeah. yeah, I've been watching it the last few nights. <laughs> Obsessive. Uh, at about two in the morning. Yeah. Dart. Dart. Yeah. Um, we're still we, in. We're still in June, yeah. We're still in June, but we we're going into more the the real world mm. now. Now. I bang on about this, Jay. Your thing is story, story, story. Script, script, stri- script. Script, 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 right? <laughs> that's what it is, script, script, yeah, script yeah, story, yeah. story, story, right? That's what it is. And I'm always on about, I need real world. Yeah. Forget the CGI. I want to I wanna learn Gritty. more about how the world actually works, yeah. even if it's dramatized. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to look into behind the scenes. of, And that's why that Asians 8 sort of does appeal to me. A little um, bit more, yeah. A little bit more, yeah. But uh, but this one here, Sicario Two, Soldado, Soldado, yeah, uh, is obviously going to to really wet my appetite. Um, yeah, it's right, it's right up your um, right up your alley too. But I love Sicario. Yeah, um, you like Sicario? Oh yeah, love yeah. it. And because you saw it first, and mm. I remember straight away, you looked at me in the eyes, <laughs> and you said, "If there was a film for you this year that you need to watch." It's Sicario. Right, right. Okay. Uh, I can't remember I saying that. But... I didn't get to see it until, because I was overseas at the point, so mm. I had to go and rent it or whatever I did. Got it, watched it, loved it. 
Mm. Now here we are. So it was uh, the original was directed by Danny Villeneuve, who uh, did Blade Runner and Arrival. Yeah. Uh, now this one centers around Benicio del Toro's character, um, and I think Saldaro stands for Ghost Devil or something. <laughs> I don't know. One of those things in. <laughs> something like <that>. What? <laughs> Saldaro is like a name for um, yeah, something like okay. a, a hitman. All right. But I, I said ghost devil. Because... <laughs> <laughs> I'm lost now. <laughs> While we're talking, have a look at what Saldaro means. Anyway, uh... um, Saldado, sorry. So this was actually written by Taylor Sheridan who wrote the first one and also directed uh, Wind River that came out this year as well. So, But it's a different director, um, Stefano Salima. He's directing that. Josh Brolin's in it again. Um, we do lose Emily Blunt, so she's not in this one. Uh, yeah, so I think, look. Soldier? Soldier, is that what it means? Is that, I guess, a direct translation? Yeah. Soldier, soldier, ghost devil, pretty close. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I just took a very quick turn. I'm still catching up. Uh, I like ghost devil. We should. Uh, yeah. um, so, look, to be honest with you, as much as I'm looking forward to this film, I think this will not be a massive hit, yeah. um, in my opinion. Uh, but that's okay. Just for fans only. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. Completely. I don't care. Yep. Finish it here, even. You know, just mm. hope this is the, the film I want it to be. I kind of want it to be like a Mexican, not Scarface. Okay. If you could mix From Dust Till Dawn yes. with Scarface... The, the first, that. If you could merge the first half of From Dust Till Dawn and all of Scarface, then that's what I want Sicario to be. Okay. Yeah. I'm happy with that. Think about that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, It doesn't need to be the greatest film ever. It just needs to be cool. Did you ever see that, um, what was that film? I, I just want to tell you because I think you might like it. Did you ever see, just looking it up now. Yeah. Did you ever see Savages? Uh... Who was the lead actor? Uh, Belnicio del Toro. Savages, no. Summer Hayek, uh, Taylor Kitsch, uh, Blake Lively. It was directed by Oliver Stone and Aaron Taylor Johnson. It's like kind of Mexican drug lord cartel. Very, very violent and very good. Well, based on your recommendations, I've um, I've rented a couple of films. The Loft. Mm. Oh, yeah? Did you watch that? No, I've got it to... Oh, okay. to I'll probably try and knock it over tonight. Cool. Um, Remember, it's a director video, you know, and... Just, yeah. Yeah. Seven Psychopaths. Oh, yeah. Got yep. that. Nice. Um, there was another one, I can't remember. But yeah, th- those are the two main ones. And then I'll, I'll pop X Machina and yes. Savages on Cool. There. Nice. Yeah. That's a good bunch of films there. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not... You know, that's the great thing about having that whole of six years is yeah, that... You, catch up. You, I did see a lot of the main ones, of course, mm. but you are playing catch up with some of these gems. We can move into July now, yeah. and this is a sequel to a great little, I shouldn't say, uh, great little Marvel <laughs> Marvel film in Ant-Man. So this is uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yes. I'm in. Let's go. Oh, I'm in too. I loved Ant-Man. It was just so fun. It wasn't the best film ever. It was just really enjoyable. And, and I don't know, again, much about the origins of Ant-Man. Um, I mean, they gave us a little bit of it, of course. Yep. But, I mean, in terms of uh, how well it played in the comics or anything like that, what I do know is that they played well to Paul Rudd. Very well. So yeah. I don't know if Paul Rudd makes a great match with Ant-Man, but what I know is that Ant-Man, Paul Rudd, and the movie – 
worked. And director, sorry, made a really good yeah. Yeah, match. Um, so, so they, it's directed by the same guy, Peyton yeah. Reed. Evangeline Lilly is back, yeah, and she's right. playing the Wasp, of course, who she was fantastic in the first one. Yeah. Uh, Paul Rudd, of course, is back as Ant-Man. Look, I, I, think, um, look, I think this could be really cool. Uh, as I said, I don't even need to, you know, let's go. I'll buy tickets for everyone. We're going. <laughs> we'll hire out a cinema. There you go. You heard it, folks. We're going to the movies <laughs> on the Sean. Movies, yeah. <laughs> um, the next one, or do you want to talk about more that one more? No, or? I'm done. I mean, I'm, that's I'm just in. Simple, I'm in. Yeah. yeah. Happy days. And that, that's, that's, that's what 10 poles should be. Yeah. See it straight away. Yeah. <laughs> Don't overstay your welcome. Yeah. Under two hours. Happy days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, skyscraper. Don't understand what this is. It's the first time I think I've heard about. So, well, this is The Rock again. And oh. this is like a, a towering inferno kind of go. Really it's not like a remake. It's not like a remake, but um, it's, uh, yeah. Because you, you supplied me with a, a black and white picture that's quite dark. And it looks like uh, Steve Austin. Like? Oh. <laughs> so picture Steve Austin for a second. He would hate you saying that. <laughs> but that's what, I mean, because you can't see any yeah, yeah, um, yeah. skin color or anything like that. It's, it's that um, sort of uh, a bad picture. <laughs> Oh, now that so, you said The Rock, I can I can see that. So what's interesting about this is um, Neve Campbell is the main female role. That's good. Good. Yeah, bring her back. Oh, bring her back, right? She needs to do a sequel with Denise Richards of Wild Things. <laughs> Off topic. <laughs> <laughs> Careful. Wild Things. We could be on here for like an in hour. In some sort of MILF mode. <laughs> Wild <laughs> Things. MILF mode. <laughs> So, look, I think, you know, uh, I think Skyscraper is going to be more like... Um, San Andreas. Thank you, San Andreas. I haven't seen it. Right. Oh, it's good fun. Well, for a disaster film. Has it got Kylie Minogue in it? No. no. Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah, she's in one scene. Okay. Yeah. So, I think it's going to be more like that kind of thing, uh, action, disaster. Um, but he, he'll still have uh, charm and charisma oozing as he does. So, that's July, Skyscraper. I, I want him to take a break after this year. <laughs> he was. Look, he's got enough money. Yeah, just know. please take a break because I don't want to get sick of him. Yeah, I know. They've just announced the uh, sequel to Jumanji 2, by the way. Okay, okay. Yeah. so we move on to, we're still into July. I and took my five-year-old to that, Jumanji. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. And really loved it. Yep, not too scary, good no. fun. Yep. Yeah, because the scariest part of that film is uh, what you see in the trailer, mm. uh, that hippopotamus. Yeah. Um, so because you know what's coming, it's actually comedic rather than, than scary or jumpy. Yeah, you okay. knew it was coming. So it was good. They did that well. The next one is uh, James Cameron uh, Passion Project. This is Alita Battle Angel, and it's a Japan based on a Japanese animation anime, which I actually saw some of when I was into anime. Um, so it's actually directed, however, by Robert Rodriguez, who's a um, yeah. favorite of ours, yeah. um, and James Cameron's produced and wrote, uh, and Jennifer Connelly's in it. So have you uh, have you seen the trailer? Uh, have I, I? You know, I don't know actually. So it's kind of like uh, it kind of feels a bit like Ghost in the Shell, obviously anime, yeah, uh, re, um, adaptation. But um, I'm not sure about this one. I want it to work because yeah. I love that world, but it looks a bit strange, a bit off. But hopefully, that's just you know the the funny thing about directors you love is that it, especially someone like Robert Rodriguez, who takes a few risks. 
yes. um, in technology. Yep. And so I think Spy Kids uh, was something like that. And Spy Kids, the first Spy Kids was great. And then, you know, it's, it's, and it's made for kids. Yeah. But as someone who loves him as a director, you watch it. Um, and then they did the whole um, Grindhouse thing. Yep. Um, again, you know, just a little bit of a risk. Not, not too crazy, but, you know, it worked out for them, for them well. But I haven't seen Sin City 2. Right. Because I loved the first one. And I, I don't know, uh, I, I didn't see a sequel for it. So I just yeah, well, the funny thing is Sin City 2 is actually good. But the problem is that we're kind of over that. Like we've done that filmmaking, you know, and Sin City was it, you know, Sin and City. there was a couple of things around it at the time, like the spirit and blah, blah, blah. So while the Sin City 2 is good, I just don't know whether there was a real need for it. But yeah. I, I'd still recommend you watch it. Okay. So the problem, what they've done here is with Alita, the main character, um, they've gone with that whole manga look. So her eyes are quite large. Ah, uh, right, yeah. Yeah, and it just looks a bit <laughs> off-putting. They shoot it with um, a Snapchat filter? Or... <laughs> it was, it's funny you say that because that's kind of what it looks like. <laughs> and it's a bit off-putting. So we'll just see how that goes, eh? Maybe that's what we should do. We should do a little... Um... A love project and use a Snapchat filter right? for <laughs> the a whole film, time for a minute film, yeah. <laughs> so the next one is uh, still in July here, close to my birthday. Next one is I'm um, oh, I love this franchise and that's Mission Impossible. Yeah. This is Mission Impossible Six. Yeah, I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> We're watching this movie, hundred oh, um, percent. And we'll walk out, and we'll. I don't think we'll ever not like it. You might just go, oh, yeah, you know, it's, it might be finished here. But that's about, I think, the most negative I'll be. What's interesting about this, though, is um, is every every entry into the Mission Impossible series has had a different director. So the director brings a different flavor. The yeah. first one was Brian De Palma. It had that kind of noir thriller going on. Next one was John Woo, had yeah. over-the-top action. Next one was J.J. Abrams, which was just kind of this slick, smart... Oh, thriller. Was that the opening scene with um, Philip Seymour Hoffman? Oh, amazing, right? Yeah, and then we, and this kind of complex, twisty story. And then the fourth one was Brad Bird that we talked about earlier, which looked amazing. Oh, the skyscraper. Yeah, 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 Ghost Protocol. Yes, and then the fifth one is uh, was um, Rogue Nation was Christopher McQuarrie, right? Yeah. So he brought something new to it as well. But here's the thing: so part six, which I've just learned, the title for is Fallout. Oh, okay. You just Could heard Fallout, that, right? Yeah, which I didn't know until about five seconds ago. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, Fallout, Mission Impossible Fallout. So this, for the first time, has the same director as five. So um, Christopher McQuarrie directed five and six. Yeah, okay. So I find that a little bit interesting. Now, this is fa- this has failed once before, and you look at Bond. So Sam Mendes directed Skyfall, yeah. and then he went and directed um, Spectre, and Spectre was a bit of a uh, bit of a shocker. Yeah, you know? didn't quite work out. Well, yeah. not shocker, but yeah, certainly wasn't the same as Skyfall. So we'll see how the uh, two-time director goes on the Mission Impossible series, but always a fun watch. Yeah, well, obviously we hope it works out. Hundred percent. Hopefully we're in a cinema together for this one. <laughs> Hopefully get like a premiere or something. Oh, yeah. Tom Tom always comes out to Sydney, so we'll see. Yeah, yeah. seen him a couple of times. Yeah, I believe he's got a, a friend out here. Oh, right. I was about to go full uh, <laughs> detailed on that, uh, but I realised that Scientology will win over me. So moving on, uh, <laughs> we go into August, and we now this this movie I'm kind of intrigued by as well. So it's The Predator. So it's another another go at rebooting um, Predator, right? Yeah. Uh, now what I do like about this film is it's 
written and directed by um, Shane Black. Shane Black, yes. Yeah. So that's what has got me in this film. It's rated R. Yep, hard R. Yep, which is good. So, yeah, so I'm really keen to see what he does with this, what he has in mind. Uh, yeah. I think I've got a feeling it's kind of like part two of Predator, so they're ignoring Predator 2 and all the other sequels and Alien vs. Predator and all that yeah. kind of follows on from... Um, after the uh, after Predator, and there's been big talk about Schwarzenegger making a bit of a, um, a cameo. Yeah, right. Yeah, this nice little cast: um, Yvonne Strakowski, who's the uh, Aussie, um, yeah. who's in Chuck Handmaid's. Fame. Yep, Chuck and <laughs> Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> Olivia Munn, um, Jacob Tremblay from Wonder. Yep, and yeah, so Thomas Jane. He's always fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thomas Jane. He, yeah, he was in Punisher, wasn't he? He was. Yeah, yeah, the movie. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I enjoyed that Punisher. It's good. So yeah, let's uh, let's see what Shane Black brings to the table. Moving on from Predator. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna see that, right? Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. We're about to fight otherwise. Now the other one you mentioned actually earlier on was uh, Equalizer. So the sequel to Equalizer, Equalizer Two with Denzel Washington, is in August as well. So I didn't mind the first Equalizer. I thought that was pretty good. I really like the first uh, Equalizer. Yeah. Uh, it, it, I mean, it kind of goes along with the whole, you know, daddy revenge films. Yeah. Uh, and I say that even <laughs> if they're not a dad, it's just the older man. Yeah. Always revenge. But I'm a big fan of those. Uh, even the worst ones. I'm in. The one, thing, video. Yeah. the one thing I would have liked them to turn up a little bit in the original, in the movie Equalizer, is just the gadgetry, like him kind of creating something out of nothing. He did that a little bit at the end in the warehouse, but I kind of would like to see that turned up a little bit in this one. So uh, is that part of what yeah. Equalizer does? Yeah. I don't know. He's kind of a MacGyver. Yeah. Yeah, All kind right. of, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that, so it didn't bother me. Okay. But I, yeah, I'd like to see that, I guess. Then moving on to uh, another one, another entry in August is The Meg. You know, do you know about this? Well, only from the picture, but no, I've known nothing so about this. So this is well. a movie that's been in development hell for years and years and years, right? I'm talking like in the, from the 90s, right? So it's, a, it's about, uh, yeah, it's about a giant shark, a megalodon. When, when Jason Statham had hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, essentially, uh, I don't know why they've called it The Meg. It was Meg. But anyway, it's based on a, a book and they've now cast it and made it and it's Jason Statham. Um, it's like a $150 million budget. Like it's a, a, the Megalodon, is that? Yeah, Megalodon, yeah. I'm oh, sorry, I said Megalodon. Megalodon, yeah. Yeah, so it's, you know, it's an oversized shark that's still um, roaming the waters from prehistoric days. Uh, it's also got Ruby Rose, Aussie Ruby Rose in it as well. And it's a big cast, but it just seems like a film that I would ask the question, do we, well, do we need it? Probably no. Will it make money though? Well, the, th the thing is they've been asking themselves the same question because uh, they were ready to green light it and then Deep Blue Sea came out and they shelved it and yeah. then another shark movie came out in the 2000s and they shelved you know, and, and Eli Roth was attached to it. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, and then he, um, they butted heads because he wanted to do one thing, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But to me, it seems like a fairly high-risk film if they're spending $150 million, you know. Wow. I still really want to see it, though. <laughs> I, just, I just think it's funny that, you know, you, I could sit here and have a very principled conversation about what $150 million could buy in this world and do, mm. yet the Meg is going to be coming out. <laughs> yeah. We've, hitting, we've... hitting your uh, sale bins <laughs> in a year and a half. With the J-Stath, yeah. 
So uh, that was uh, August, and then we can move on to, uh, we're on to September now. September, yes. Yeah, now this is something you might be a fan of, I'm not sure, but they are doing another Robin Hood, whether you like it or not. Yeah, I, I'm in two minds on this. Right, okay. Because you've got, obviously, Taron Edgerton. Yes. And you've got um, Jamie, good old Jamie. Jamie, oh, uh, from um, uh, Fifty Shades, Jamie Dornan. Jamie yeah. Fox. <laughs> Jamie Dornan from Fifty Shades, yeah. Jamie Fox. Oh, Jamie Fox is in it as well? Yeah. Oh, sorry, he is too, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jamie, and Jamie Dornan, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't care about Jamie Dornan. Ben Mendelsohn again. Ben Mendelsohn again. Mm. But they tried this last year with the whole Sword in the Stone thing with King Arthur. King Arthur, yeah. Um, I kind of want to trust in the cast. But this one seems slightly more comic and more adventurous, yeah. like um, swashbuckling. Think more pirates than um, a uh, Ridley Scott's Robin Hood. It's also from the director of uh, Peaky Blinders. Okay, great. And one of my favourite, <laughs> BBC. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. Uh, yep. Okay, I'm in. Cool. We're both in, I think. You said Peaky Blinder. I'm done. I'm in. Yeah, yeah. So then we move into straight into October. So we'll start to thin out here as we go into the second Speaking half of the year. Speaking of Pinky Blinders. Pinky. Speaking of Pinky Blinders, Tom Hardy. Yes. He's in our next film. Yeah, what would that be? Venom. Yeah. When I first <laughs> heard about this movie coming off the back of Homecoming, Spidey Homecoming, yeah. uh, I wasn't very excited at all. Okay. Because I, I didn't know who was in it. And all we've got to reference is, uh, other than the comics, is Spider-Man 3. Spider-Man 3, yeah. Right. Yeah, so we saw Topher Grace play that role, didn't we, in that movie? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, by the way, uh, one of the other main ones I've seen him in, besides like Predators or whatever it was, uh, was when he was with, um, is it In Good Company? Yeah, so, In yeah, Good yeah, Company. Dennis yeah. Quaid, my, yeah. my go-to cry guy. Um, that and was Okay. You liked it? Well, I mean, again, I loved it because uh, Dennis Quaid was in a film where it could make me cry. I feel sorry for him. Mm. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Anyway, so not much to go on with Topher Grace playing a role like Venom, though. I think having someone like Tom Hardy play that role. Yeah. We're going to see Puts it into stuff. a different stratosphere altogether. Yeah. And Tom Hardy's been trying to bust his gut to find a kind of franchise for himself, I feel. Obviously, yeah. he was Bane in the Nolan's universe of Batman, yeah. which was great. But I think he's there's been rumoured he'd be this or that character or this character in you know, maybe Avengers, Marvel films or DC. Yeah. But this is his own little thing now. If this works, he's good for Venom 2, 3, 4, whatever. But he's, uh, you know, he's... He's coming off the back of doing loads of little TV shows like Taboo. Yes. Which, again, he mumbles a lot through. <laughs> um, and I just hope that he offers us something else other than the mumbling character. Yeah, that we has. need articulation. He does that well. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, this is what we got in, in Dunkirk. Uh, Tom Hardy in Dunkirk was, uh, you know, the strap over his mouth as yeah. a pilot. And we've seen him in other roles where he hasn't been that mumbling guy. Mm. He has been to people, uh, characters that um, are, are quite um, excitable. <laughs> no, I'm trying to think of the right word. Like, what's that fighting one again um, that you love? The UFC one. Oh, yeah, Warrior. Warrior. He's not mumbling in that. No. He's an angry piece of 
<laughs> man meat. <laughs> so the thing that interests me about Venom as well, other than Tom, because that's a big intrigue factor, is the director. So the director is um, Ruben Fleischer. And now for those who don't know, he's a real. he's been a real hit and miss director. I'll give you some films. One of his breakouts was uh, Zombieland. Like, yeah, it's pretty good. For me, that genre is 10 out of 10, right? Woody Harrelson again. Yep. Uh, brilliant. Yeah. But then he goes and does, uh, he follows that with 30 minutes or less with Jessica Eisenberg. Like, yeah. uh, Jessica, Jesse. Jesse, yeah. It was a bit, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then he does Gangster Squad. Okay. Yeah, that was a bit of a failure. Yeah. yeah. So, and you know, he's done some other kind of support titles. He, he did Santa Clarita Diet. I think he was behind that as a producer, okay. which I liked. I thought that was good. So, he needs a hit, I think. He needs to go back to his Zombieland roots, and hopefully he does with Venom. Yeah. Uh, I'll be there. Take me to the red carpet, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's this A Star Is Born? Still in October. Yeah, so we're in October. A Star Is Born is actually um, a remake. So in 1976, or well actually there was a 54 version, a 76 version with Barbara Streisand and, and Chris Christopherson. Yeah. So now they're just kind of remaking it in 2018 and it uh, obviously stars Bradley Cooper. And the interesting one about this for me is it also stars Lady Gaga. Yeah. So that to me is an intro. I like Bradley Cooper and he'll be singing in this. Yeah. And uh, Lady Gaga, who I think um, would be, would this be her first feature film as far as a lead? Uh, I, I guess yeah. so. She yeah. was in American Horror Story, but that yeah. that's about it, I think. Dave Chappelle's in this. That <laughs> what? <laughs> that is so. Strange. What's he doing in this? Do I we don't know? Have we know. seen a trailer for? Have you seen a trailer for it? No, not yet. And oh, maybe I saw a little bit on um, in the convention, but I can't recall. And the other one is Sam Elliott. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, strong, strong Mo. You can and always go to a strong, strong Mo. Strong Mo, yeah. yeah. And directed by Bradley Cooper. So this is different, but you got to like what the, I don't know. There's it something here. Sounds like a passion project if mm. he's directing it and also starring in it. Interesting. And musicals are the, you know, the hit thing these, you know, the last couple yeah, of years. Yeah, the flow, so. yeah. Two or three will come out and do really well and they'll be silent for a few more years. So we move on to, uh, still in October, to um, Mowgli. What do you know about this? Uh, well, it's a feature around the character um, of Jungle Book fame, yes? Yes. So it is, it is the Jungle Book, but um, it's also known as Mowgli as well. So I think it may come out as the Jungle Book, right? Oh, okay. Um, so it's literally just another version of the Jungle Book, which yeah. we saw a couple of years ago, which was brilliant, in yeah. my opinion, you know, uh, by John Favreau. This one is directed by Andy Serkis. It is directed by him, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. And as you all know from, uh, he plays Gollum yeah. and Caesar in Caesar. Uh, War for the Planet of the Apes. So he's directing this film. So I don't know, there's just... There's intrigue there as well, right? Have you seen Breathe? Yes. Is that good? That is good. That's, that's his, his first debut. Yeah. yeah, directorial debut. Look, it's it's filmed really well. Directing, great. Great. So yeah. so you know he can do it. Yeah, but and this is obviously going to be a bigger budget film, you would think. Yeah, but it seems like they tested him on on Breathe, yeah. and uh, he's passed all the tests, so he's got this film. Because I imagine this is going to cost him a little bit. The only thing for me, though, is I think this is a far darker look at the Jungle Book. Yeah. Because otherwise, why are you doing it? Because uh, John Favreau's version of Jungle Book is just fine. Thank you very much. Yeah. So I think this is a far darker take, so it may play a little bit more adult. Fine. I'm in. I'll watch it. I like darker versions of things. 
Oh my god. Where do we go next? Halloween. Oh yes. Halloween. So we talked about this on our last episode. Yeah, we did, yeah. Yeah. So uh, did you said something about Dane McBride being yeah, part of it. Yeah, we as a basically writer. wrote it. Yeah, yeah. That's so good. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait now. Yeah. Love Danny. Uh, Land of the Lost. That's that's the big thing about Danny McBride. That Eastbound and Down is a TV show. Yes. Where he plays the you know uh, main character, and um, and then yeah this. Uh, 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 Land of the Lost with Will Ferrell. Yes. If anyone is not sure if they're a Danny McBride character, you need to watch that movie to decide. And make your decision. Yeah. So, good. so we'll, we'll move on from Halloween. We've talked about it a fair bit, um, but I'm, I'm definitely keen for that as well. Anytime they try and reboot a uh, horror icon, even though they keep fucking it up, uh, I'm still keen to go yeah, and watch yeah. it. Yeah. Hopefully they don't do it with this one. Then we move into November. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you mentioned you sort of referred to this one earlier in, in the podcast. Yes, yeah, so we're talking about X-Men Dark Phoenix. So this is a continuation to the X-Men um, films. Uh, yeah, following on from, um, what was the last one called? Uh, I think it was River Phoenix or... <laughs> <laughs> a biopic. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> you thought it was drugs. Apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just covered it. Apocalypse was the last one. So this is the next entry into that. Look, you know, I'm starting to get a bit of fatigue with this movie series fine but, but they, they've, they've finally headed into where the the best part of the x-men comics were, correct were where they held where they they started with x-men 2 yeah yeah and then they kind of didn't revisit that yeah well but, i think they probably want to stretch it out didn't they and now they've, they realize just like you that it's a bit tired mm. so okay let's hit the good news here good to be honest is it's directed by simon kinberg who uh so um uh, Brian Singer is no longer direct, directing. And I, I just mean that in the fact that I thought Apocalypse was pretty ordinary. I thought Days of Future Past was definitely a good entry. Yeah. And Apocalypse was a bit ordinary. So hopefully this can just uh, freshen this up a little bit. What about um, Sansa Stark? Yeah. <laughs> in this. And it's obviously she, now got a massive cast because of, you know, of all the young up and coming like Jennifer Lawrence and... James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender, you know. Yeah. So you're watching it for them, right? And they've been there and done that, so they know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and with a good <laughs> script, 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 it will be amazing. So hanging for that one. Hanging Thank for you. that one too. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Always good fun. Oh, no, this is going to be a personal favourite of mine. Yes. Mary, Queen of Scots. So we're still in November here and we're talking about Mary, Queen of Scots. Now... This is a um, big, big production from um, Working Title. Yeah. So Working Title Films did uh, Notting Hill and did Four Weddings and they did everything we talk about all the yeah. time, Love Actually. Any great English uh, yeah. <laughs> rom-com. <laughs> rom-com. They yeah. owned it. But they also do other stuff as well. Yeah. And, and this is one of their drama projects. And uh, I, they sat down at the movie convention and talked about this film for about half an hour. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, obviously they're very, very passionate about this film. And um, you, you will see Margot Robbie like you have never seen her before. Yeah. Well, if you don't – if you remember in my top five – I had uh, Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, Elizabeth. With Kate yeah. Blanchett. Yes. Um, as for biopics. So this is going to be in that uh, realm for me. Like this, this is my expectations of yeah. enjoyment uh, of this movie. So it can only fail. <laughs> is that, are they the... Um, no pressure. Excuse my um, ignorance. Are they the same Queen, um, Kate Blanchett's Elizabeth and uh, Margot Robbie's Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth one? Uh, she's playing Queen Elizabeth one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, so they're the same person? Yes. Yeah. Um, I wasn't sure whether it was 
um, whether Kate was two or whatever. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Queen Elizabeth first. Right, um, and Saoirse Ronan um, plays Mary Stewart, who I think is, um, is another queen? Or up the queen? Queen? She's married, Queen of Scots. Yeah, Scots, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah so... <laughs> the, the main character in yeah, the title. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a bit of um, animosity between the two women. Yes, so, uh, a, bit that's, of a bit of a feud. Yeah, that's going to play out really well. With Margot Robbie especially hitting her stride, her acting stride. Yes. Can't wait. Um, then we move on to getting ready for um, Christmas already in November. The Grinch animated. Yes. So, uh, look, I love the Grinch uh, story uh, from Dr. Seuss. But this is um, interesting for me because it is a pure animation. Yep. Uh, we've already had a live action, which was Ron Howard and Jim Carrey. Yeah which is one of my favourite Christmas films of all time. Yeah. Uh, so I am i don't know whether we need this yet, but it's going to be like a Lorax. Okay, cool. I think because uh, I tried to show my five-year-old, the Grinch, what not, wanted none of it. Right, okay. It's, it's almost going to be a cult, it's a cult classic that... Well, I think when he's a bit older, I think he'll be fine. But yeah, okay, that's interesting. Maybe, well, yeah. Um, it, it, I, I watched the first half an hour and found it a little bit weird. Um, oh. Until Jim Carrey came on. Okay. Yeah, some of it was funny, and uh, now with the type of animation that we can do, yeah, I think they can do it right. And having Benedict Cumberbatch, yes, as a voice, oh, wonderful. He's a, that's exactly where because you, you've heard him put on other voices, and obviously he did small smell, yeah, smell, yeah, smell, yeah. uh, which is very good. So yeah, uh, it's it's going to be a hit. Look, it's a classic story that I guess can be retold over and over again, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, maybe you've actually talked me around a little bit because. Uh, oh right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's going to be a hit, a hit, okay. yeah. But I, I'm just I'm very close to the Ron Howard Grinch. So. Yeah, and I get that. Yeah, definitely. And look, uh, I really loved it back when I saw it, but watching it lately, I've moved away a little bit. Okay. So um, coming into yeah, another um, version of it, I'm I'm open and willing. Thank you. We're still in November here and we're talking Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Yay, gay Harry Potter. Gay <laughs> Harry Potter. This is good. Yeah, look, I didn't mind for the first one. I haven't seen yeah. it again. No. Um, and look, I won't be rushing out to see this, but I get the fans of uh, Harry Potter Universe would still love to go and get a little bit of a, a fix by watching a Fantastic Beasts yeah. entry. And that's what it is. It's yeah. being put into that world again. Mm. So people new to the Harry Potter world, because you know, not, not everybody's into Harry Potter, I get that, but new people to, to the world and have just seen this, they might be a little disappointed in the film, but they don't carry that whole um, history with you when yes. you don't see it. So, you know, I, I was very lenient with a lot of things just because it, it allowed me to relive this Harry Potter world again. Did, uh, so, yeah, and, but you, you loved Fantastic Beasts or enjoyed it? Or I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, okay. I didn't love it, but I, it was good enough. Okay. Right, and then uh, we, <laughs> we're moving on. We're still in November Johnny here. Tepp, by the way. You know, yeah. Look forward to him with yeah. hair again. It'll be interesting to see and where I, they take I that. I think he's going to – I hear that they're going to kiss. I know it seems a bit weird, like, just, oh, maybe I'll kiss, maybe I won't, but that'll be a big deal if they do. It would be. In a, in a film of this size. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Um, for a commercial film of this size. So, you know, I hope we've, I hope we've made that step in life. Mm. Yeah. Uh, still in November, obviously, leading into Christmas here with the um, Christmas time, and we've got yeah. uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet. So this is Wreck-It Ralph 2. Yeah. 
The yeah. first one was so much fun. Oh, it was good, right? Yeah. So this is uh, Seth Rogen's vehicle and he um, – I saw about 20 minutes of this at the movie convention, Rec R2. Oh, okay. And they've taken it to a whole new level and I think uh, it's going to be great. Okay. Yeah. I um, I mean, like I, I, after the first one, I've seen it about three times and that's not necessarily with children because <laughs> 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 I just found it so funny. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean – Having Seth Rogen behind it makes sense. Yeah. So I mean, uh, I, mean I think it looks good. I won't go. I won't go to the cinema to see it. But I'll as far as animation goes, I'm very keen for this. Yeah. So sticking with uh, December, obviously, because we can't move on because that's the end of 2018. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got Bumblebee. Sort of the first spin-off of the Transformers universe. Yeah. As we know it, it only took about 13 films. <laughs> Well, apparently they have 13 planned <laughs> in the next couple of years. How many are they? Up to about six now or something? Or? Yeah, they just did the fifth one. Fifth one, yeah, yeah. Okay, so they've just done five. If, if it just feels like every year there's a Transformers film that runs for about eight hours. I know, right? In I, a world I, that you should be at max sitting at 120. Exactly. And this is my biggest bugbear. If they just keep this at 120, 130 or 90 minutes... Yeah. Uh, I'm happy. This actually stars Hayley Steinfeld as well, which I, I like her as an up-and-coming actor. I think she's cool. Yeah, um, yeah look, I, I'm, I'm intrigued. So I, I know once I see the trailer, I'll be like, I want to watch it. But just careful of the runtime, that's all. Yeah. I'll, I'll watch it because I like Bumblebee, but I don't know how far you can go with a non-talking character. Mm. I know that it, it, Bumblebee expresses uh, himself or herself. Through, um, you know, uh, radio, so songs and whatever else. I don't, yeah, it's going to have to have some great acting from Hayley Steinfeld, but she's good. Yeah. All right. And um, the second last film we'll review for December and wrapping up 2018 yeah. is a movie. Please be good. Please be good. Please be good. Aquaman? Please be good. Aquaman. <laughs> please be good. Please, yeah. Please. I'm watching him in Frontier at the moment. Uh, Jason Momoa. Oh, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Uh, second season I'm into now. Mm-hmm. And it's a really gritty um, – sort. Of, uh, I don't even know. It's not called the America yet. It's basically England have gone over and are living in that land and um, they've just got outposts. Okay. And it's about the fur trade and how uh, basically in England companies run uh, alongside the monarchy. So it's quite interesting how that works okay. and who controls people in the outpost. Jason Momoa plays the guy who is um, of mixed race, uh, uh, American Indian and of um, someone who's come over from England. So, yeah, it's, it, he doesn't really fit in. He plays the character you would expect in the play who is um, everyone wants to kill because right. uh, he just he's always the good do-gooder and stuff like that. He can kill anyone with his bare hands and all that. Well, interesting. Um, sounds good. I, I do know that what you, the TV show you're talking about, yeah, but I haven't seen any episodes. Yeah. But. It can be hard work, mm. but it's worth it. Like Taboo with Tom Hardy. It can right, be hard okay. work, but it's... it's payoff. It pay off, yeah. So this, um, correct me if I'm wrong, this is the next entry into the DC universe, right? So it's literally 12 months and they'll have nothing and then Aquaman. So let's face it, nothing's been hanging on a film more than Aquaman, to be yeah. honest. Because they, they did three steps forward with Wonder Woman and two steps back with Justice League. That's right. They need to have another hit. And, that, and, th- and this is dangerous because besides Jason Momoa being Aquaman, I have no interest in an Aquaman character. 
Yeah. After seeing uh, Justice League, I liked I like Aquaman. I'm keen. I'm in. I, I want to see more of him yeah, as a character. But that's what I'm saying. So that's why I'm happy for him to do it. I just hope it works. But if he wasn't in it, I just I can't even. Okay. So before he was announced to to be Aquaman. I just wondered if they were going to leave that character out of any sort of Justice League. Yeah. Because I just don't get it. It's it's a very flimsy character to me. I don't know. I think um, – I don't know about that. I'm, I'm really intrigued by James Wan directing. He's an Aussie. He directed Saw, uh, Saw. And he seems like this is a real passion thing for him as well. And what they're doing is they're creating like a complete underwater universe, of course, because Aquaman. That – yeah, you know, self intrigues me because yes, we I'm haven't seen a lot of that. Before we knew James Wan was coming on to do anything, I'm talking yeah. about the character itself. If you just said Aquaman exists in this life, it will give me five characters, and you went Superman, Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I you agree. heard Aquaman, you like. Yeah, agree, agree. Yeah. But now seeing what they're where they've taken J- Jason Momoa's look. Yes, about Aquaman and having James Wan on. And, yeah, is what excites me, and that's why I'm saying, please be good. Yeah, so I really hope it's good too. Um, anyway, so Aquaman's uh, late December, and then we'll just do maybe last film, and we'll wrap up the uh, what to look forward to in 2018. Yeah, again, love real life stories, biopics, uh, anything that roots itself in a non CGI world. And this could be almost as big as it gets, really. Well, one off. You really hope so. Um, and who we are, Bohemian Rhapsody, the story of Freddie Mercury and Queen. Yeah, Queen. Yeah, just absolute genius, really. Yeah. Big life, big yeah. voice. Yeah. I just... Died too soon. So this yeah. has uh, been played by uh, Rami Malek, um, who, who I've seen a picture of him as uh, Freddie and looks yeah. amazing. You he know? really does. Really yeah. looks like him, yeah. yeah. And, now, and, and also, the, you know, here they're going to be able to delve into a world where um, he was, you know, openly gay. Yes. In a time where not a lot of people were openly gay. Yeah. Yet he was still revered as one of the best singers around. Like people were able to look past that in a time when people didn't like look pasting that, uh, past that sort of stuff. So what, the only thing that um, I had concerns on this film is obviously uh, Brian Singer famously left the film with all that kind of shit that was going on a couple of weeks ago. So the film was unfinished by Brian Singer. Yeah. And they brought in Dexter Fletcher to direct. Uh, and Dexter Fletcher directed Eddie the Eagle, Eddie Eagle, which is, you know, I thought that was a good film, yeah. really good. From memory, Taron Egerton was uh, initially attached to this role for a, for a very short amount of time. Um, well, I think he's doing Elton John. I've got then, a feeling, yeah. But then he was offered Elton John. Right, yeah, yeah. right, because he can that's, see that's what, heard, that's what I remember uh, hearing at the time, um, yeah. and I get that, because he's also worked with Elton John. Yes, um, Kingsman too. Yeah, but also Elton John has has a load of recognisable songs. Possibly, I don't want to say it's less challenging to do Elton John, but I, I think as a character, Freddie was probably more conflicted. Yeah, definitely. And I think um, Elton John's definitely more known to the general public, maybe. Yeah. So you got to get him right because people have something to yeah. know, um, refer to. So yeah, I guess it is all, uh, it's all as hard as... Yeah, but I'm really looking them. forward to this. Yeah, I think both it has, of them. <laughs> yeah, I think it has the uh, the mix to be a great, great biopic. Yeah, all right, guys. So no matter what you've heard from people throughout this year talking about how weak 2018 might be, I think, I think that's a bumper year. Yeah, I think it's great. We got so much to look forward to. I think we take it's like a, a plane flight about to take off. Right, you're on the runway for a little bit. The engine starts, and we're going through our early months. But as soon as you actually take off, you're on your way to your destination. Yeah. And that hits at about sort of late March to April. 
uh, here. Big hitters, yeah. Yeah, and then it just it seems to come along with four to five a month of, of some big tentpole films, uh, if not films you're just really looking forward to. Yeah, and the, thing, the great news about this is that was a bumpy year that we've just gone through and we got to look forward to, but as usual, come like later in the year, you'll start to get your Oscar films that we don't even know exist yet, like That's Three right. Billboards and I, Tonya and Shape of Water. They're, they will be there too, we just don't know what they are yet. Yeah. And that's that's exciting. That's, yeah, it is exciting, isn't it? And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to actually reviewing almost every single one of those films, <laughs> both on <laughs> our episode and our, our mini reviews. Yeah, because a lot Should of the fun. films that we've spoken about today, uh, I think will probably hit the expectations. There aren't going to be that, that many surprises with those films. But those little ones that pop up for, for the Oscar nomination, uh, nominations or the award seasons, they're the ones that, that really ask you to talk about them in life. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, hey. Exciting. Uh, I can't wait, to be honest. Yeah, good. Um, so I'll, I'm going to make you a list, Jay, of films that I need to go to red carpets with you <laughs> if you get offered, okay? Um, and I'll put them in an order of like one to five uh, in terms of five being... Um, you don't really need to take me for if someone else wants to go. Number one being, I don't care who wants to go, you have to take me. Okay, so I'll do that for you. So let's leave the, <laughs> the podcast. List you, yeah, <laughs> the list you never asked for. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I can't <laughs> wait. Yeah, uh, going straight to the bin. What? Um, so we'll leave the podcast with this. What is the one film out of that that you are looking forward to most in 2018? Super Troopers Two. Right. <laughs> We've just gone through $200, $300 million films all the way through and you're like, I want a crowd-supported Super Troopers yeah, yeah, yeah. too. Hey, fair enough. I need a laugh. Yeah, uh, true, as we true all that. Do, and I'm just hoping that this is one that's going to carry me, carry me on for another 10 years. Okay. Yeah. What about you? Um, look, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm gonna go uh, over the top here. I, look, I, I can't wait for Avengers. Yeah, okay. Infinity Wars. Uh, yeah, I really want to see what they do with it. And yeah, Marvel Hall. Sorry, <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, no, that's good, man. Um, thanks for joining us, everyone, and uh, look out for our little mini episodes uh, that we've got coming out—the mini reviews. Yes. Or as uh, we like to call them, on the fly with the movie with guys. The movie guys. <laughs> uh, but you've been listening to Off Topic with the movie guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Wait, wait, wait. You forgot Shane Bassett, our movie extraordinaire and all-round nice guy. He's our in-house movie critic. You can reach him on Twitter and Insta at movie underscore analyst. <laughs> <laughs>